Welcome to Remember 64, where this week we hit the racetrack with Diddy. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is David Petrangelo, and I'll be your host for this adventure as I collect, play, study, and discuss the classic console and games with you and fellow nerdy guests. That's right, this, of course, is the podcast where you'll get a short history and fun discussion about the Nintendo 64 and its games every two weeks. You've now entered level six, where we'll be heading back to the racetrack with an old friend and his red baseball cap, this time, we're playing and discussing Diddy Kong Racing. Stay tuned after our discussion for the nerd question of the day and all the results. I had lots of really great answers and probably the most responsive I had so far in the show. I asked and stirred the pot just a little bit, asking you if you preferred Mario Kart 64 or Diddy Kong Racing. Of course, you can support the show at patreon.com slash remember64show, where you can join in as player two, three, or four. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help me shape what the show is going to be coming up, choosing what game we're going to play and discuss next. You could also become a guest on the show or even get all of these episodes days early. For example, this one will be released on a Sunday when on the regular podcast feed, you'll get it on a Wednesday. Again, patreon.com slash remember64show. Help me build the show. Help me build what's happening around the community and the Nintendo 64. And help me build my collection so we have more games to play and more to discuss. Okay, let's bust out the history books, everyone. I'm learning. It's time to head back to November 1997. On the first, one of the biggest movies of all time, Titanic, made its debut at the Tokyo International Film Festival, of course going on to win Best Picture at the Oscars a few months later. About a week and a half later, Disney's Broadway adaptation of Lion King sets a single-day sales record for tickets with over $2.7 million in sales. And of course, on November 21st, 1997, we have the North American release of Diddy Kong Racing. Crash test it now wherever you get N64. Developed by Rare Limited, the developers at the British studio had a number of big titles under their belt already and a ton of huge content on the way for the Nintendo 64. You're going to hear myself and this week's guest talk a lot more about that later in the episode, so stay tuned for that. Early on, Diddy Kong Racing wasn't the title we know it as today. Speaking with Nintendo Life, back in 2014, Lee Musgrave, who was the 3D artist on the game, said that Pro-Am 64 was being worked on at the time and said, quote, It had gotten to the stage where it was being called exactly that. The title screen was done. It had all the IP-invented characters. We got to 1997, and it looked like Banjo-Kazooie was going to be the game for Christmas. We know now that that didn't last. Musgraves goes on to say in the interview that the Banjo-Kazooie team just needed more time. So now what would eventually become Diddy Kong Racing was the holiday frontrunner. The team said that they didn't want to rehash what kart racing had done before. They wanted to do something a little bit different from Mario Kart. 
The assumption was that the new, bright, colorful approach, building off of what Pro-Am had, mixed with new and familiar faces, could really work. And of course, Diddy Kong was Rare's creation from the Donkey Kong series and became a fan favorite very quickly. The rest of the roster featured a host of brand new characters that no one had ever seen or heard before, including a tiger who is the surprise lead in the game's story. Again, you'll hear more about that later in our discussion. Rare has said in numerous interviews that despite the crunch of literally just a few months of redevelopment for the game, what really helped was that many of the tracks were already planned and created from the Pro-Am 64 days. While it still is a lot of work, of course, they now needed to update rather than build from the ground up. Well, behind a massive ad campaign to push the title to sell big for the holidays, Nintendo backed the Rare team and it literally paid off. Diddy Kong Racing sold over 4.8 million copies in its lifetime, finishing 8th in the top Nintendo 64 sales chart. Alright Nintendo nerds, let's chat about playing the game and our memories of it. Alright everyone, as usual it's now time to talk about playing the game, our memories of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. This week, again, I am so lucky to be joined by Neil from the GameCube Was Cool podcast. Neil, thanks for coming back, man. Thanks for having me back, Dave. I'm really excited to talk again about more N64 racing games. I'm feeling a trend here that I'm only coming back for the the, the kart racers. I appreciate that. I love a good kart racer. I was going to say, you sent me a, a, a shot of uh, some of the games that you have on hand, uh, physically on hand, that, that you enjoyed playing and, and have a hold of right now. And I just... Diddy Kong Racing um, just caught my eye immediately. And I go, you know what? I love this game. We had a great time talking about Mario Kart 64. If anyone hasn't heard that, uh, we recorded an episode about that just a couple of weeks ago. And then um, I figured, you know what? Let's, you could be the kart aficionado. How about that? That sounds good. Like we don't get a ton of great kart racers. Like I really thought that after the nineties, we had the boom of Mario Kart, Diddy Kong, and it just didn't continue. Like we had a lot of clones, like Honestly, they're really bad, like licensed clones that Mike and I talk about a ton in our podcast, like the Kart Racer mode. Like nothing ever came close to to Mario Kart except for a select few like Diddy Kong Racing, which in my opinion, we'll talk about this later, I think is objectively better than Mario Kart 64. We had Crash Team Racing on PS1, but yes, since then yes. there's really been like nothing remotely close. Some people argue the Sonic Racing games are pretty good. I'm not, I'm not a fan of those ones, but... Other than that, man, this was the time to be alive in, in the 90s with Mario Kart and Diddy Kong. So, yeah, that's definitely in my stack. And I was playing it a bunch this week. I actually got a little bit scared because I uh, I dusted <laughs> off my N64. I put Diddy Kong Racing in and it didn't work right away. Oh, no. <laughs> I was scared. Dude, it, the console in the game get 25 years old. Like, it's no surprise. Yeah. But uh, we're getting to the point now where, like, these games are going to stop working. I got it working eventually, but... If I couldn't play it there, I had no idea what I was going to do because there's no legal way to play this game really right now. It's not on the Switch service. It's I'm sure I could emulate it. I have the yeah. DS copy as well, so I probably would have just gone jumped over to that. But it's getting scary, man. Some of these games are just trapped on 90s hardware, and it's they're dying. So, but yeah. it's in good shape and it, it works still. So happy good. to come on to talk good. about well, it. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you overcame the heart the mild heart attack there. <laughs> oh man, no, that, we, can, we all relate to that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's. That's uh, that is actually a whole other thing that we could get into in, in general is just that, you know, unless you find this game for, you know, I think it's going out there anywhere between 30 to 50 bucks out there if you want the physical copy of it. And like, that's not pocket change, you know, like it, it really isn't if especially if you're going to grab a couple games at once. And really, like you said, 
legally, that is the mm-hmm. only way to play this on your N64. And it's just, it's just wild and unfortunate because I really want people to experience a game like this because, yeah. um, you know, I realized jumping into it that, you know, it, it's a lot more unique and it stands stands it on its own from Mario Kart 64 in mm-hmm. a lot more ways than I really remember it off the top of my head. You know, there's there's yeah. a hub world that you start with and there's a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. like, you know, mini worlds and levels that you go to. And, you know, that's never been Mario Kart style and that's totally fine. But to me, that seems fairly innovative. I'm not sure if you got the same sense of that. Oh, absolutely. Like after playing Mario Kart 64 to prepare for this show and then playing Diddy Kong Racing, the, the, the difference is night and day. Like you play a race and then you get booted out into the hub world, which is already different than Mario Kart 64, where you play your Grand Prix, your four races. This one has you exploring this island, basically like a D- DK64 Banjo-Kazooie style island with characters on it that you can bump into and interact with. You've got the elephant who's amazing. You've got the, the clock like to do time trials. Like it's all just so alive and like the characters come up to you and they check they present you with challenges like that didn't exist in mario kart 64 there's hidden secrets around the world there's balloons and and like warp keys basically like it's all of these things that just took mario kart 64 and broke it open and combined it with the 3d platformer at the time too it really is a mix of 3d platforming and car racing two of my favorite genres in one so you said this game is 30 to 50 bucks today. That That's a good deal. Honestly, like this game is more fun than most games that come out today. So if you can find a copy for that, I yeah. would highly recommend it if it works. If it, if it works. So <laughs> one, so you don't get a mild heart attack and two, yeah. so you can play it after that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's in such good shape too. Like the prongs are all in good shape. Those The sticker is like brand new. So nice. like I'm surprised, but it's just that inside battery and whatever else. It's just rotting yeah, away. That's but... pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, the, the finicky cartridges, right? Which is, yeah. you know, just something that that all these consoles had to deal with, right? Like you're lucky yeah. you guys can just put in a, a small disc in the uh, in the GameCube mm. and, and, you know, unless it's severely scratched, you're probably going to be okay and have pretty good luck with it, so. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I've only really had a couple issues with a few games here and there. And what's weird is that the discs look completely fine and then it just yeah. says, disc cannot be right. It's like, what? Why? There's, there's so much, there's so little real estate on that disc. So <laughs> it, it's like anything can make it, can make it work. Uh, scratch, I guess. The end yeah. Of the day. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One little piece of dust. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so I talked a little bit about just sort of the overall um, setup, I guess, of, of the world and the levels. What, uh, what about when you were younger? You know, you have this, I presumably the way that you're teeing it up is that you, you have your original copy in your console. So this was something that you've had for a long time. What, what do you remember the most before you picked it back up again. What do you remember the most about this game? Yeah, what I remember most is that I don't remember how we got it. It's And we got, <laughs> like I said in our last episode, we got the N64 Christmas of 99. So at this point, Diddy Kong Racing was out. Diddy Kong was released in 1997. So my only thought is that we received this like at a birthday or like the next Christmas maybe. But like, right. honestly, man, those celebrations are such a blur because like it's all gifts of like, you get your Beast Wars, you get a Game Boy game, you get a whole yeah. bunch of Pokemon cards and there's an N64 game in there too. So it must've been in that mix at some point. But I remember it just being like the other Mario Kart game that we played. Like when we got tired of playing Mario Kart, we we, we would play Diddy Kong Racing. And actually, I don't have as many memories playing this multiplayer as I do. This is really like the single player. That's exactly game. what like, I was going to say too. 
Yeah. yeah, like like everyone wants to play Mario Kart at a party. You want to do the battle mode with the balloons. You want to, you know, do mirror mode and Grand Prix and everything. But yeah. this one is the one that I was like, oh, I'm just going to play this one all by myself. This game has boss fights. Like, I don't need friends to play yeah. this game, right? <laughs> so really, like, I just remember playing this game alone, honestly, and just being so frustrated by the bosses because some of them are unfairly good. Yeah. Uh, like, mainly when I was a bit older, though, like, I think I graduated from Mario Kart to this game. Mm-hmm. So I played this one maybe when I was eight or nine, just before getting the GameCube. This was probably the last car racing game that I played on the N64 and was really hoping that there'd be a sequel or something on the GameCube. But thanks to Microsoft buying Rare, the one of the first major acquisitions of our time, uh, that never happened. We never yeah. saw Diddy Kong Racing 2, sadly, and it's such a shame. I really wish Microsoft would go back to that. But uh, yeah, after after I got the GameCube, I really never went back to Diddy Kong Racing until I was in high school. My uh, my parents, a friend of my parents were like dumping a, a lot of their old stuff. And like I got a CRT TV in my bedroom, finally, like an 18 inch CRT tube TV. Love and it. I was like, finally, I'm 17 years old. I can play video <laughs> games in my room on a TV. And the only game I had in my room for most of grade 12 was Diddy Kong Racing. That was the wow. one that I decided to, I hooked up my N64 and I was like, Diddy Kong Racing is the one. And I instantly remembered the music, first of all, the music yes. in this game is so iconic. Like yeah. I would hum it at work, worked in a deli in a grocery store and I would just be doing the, you know, the little laugh and then the do, 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 do. <laughs> Like, I love that. It's so intro good. Music. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. good. <laughs> Even like to a point where like, I didn't remember where it was from. And I was like, what the right. hell is this? Diddy Kong Racing? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. just it's ingrained, like, right? It's just there. It's, yeah. it's so good. It's so good, man. <laughs> I love that rare logo and that sound and all yeah. the characters. And like, who are these characters? Because like at this point, we hadn't seen Conquer. Uh, I don't know. Was Banjo-Kazooie out yet? No. Um, so that's that's the thing I was going to get into, too, is that um, yeah. as far as I can tell, there's technically only two characters that you can recognize in this one of course is diddy mm-hmm. and the other is now the name is escaping me it is, is it the oh, alligator yes the uh crunch the alligator because yes. technically he's coming from the donkey kong games and right. then in donkey kong 64 because he has like this vest on with the skull on the back and stuff that you know mm-hmm. they've used that multiple times now right in other right. games other than that every other character here debuts in this game yeah, so, it's such a, it's such a weird concept to like yeah, debut characters. In it's games. crazy. Yeah. Like Ban- Banjo, um, you know, the game was supposed to come out around this time, around the same time mm-hmm. as Diddy Kong, or even before, and it just kept getting delayed and ended up coming out the next the next year. So it's a debut of him. You know, it's the debut of Conquer, like you mentioned, and the difference between Conquer in this game and what a lot of people know him from. With his, with his games that followed this on, on Bad Fur Day. And I think the other one was Reloaded, I think it's called. Um, yeah, you know, it has another inappropriate name of some kind. Yeah. yeah, something like that, right? But, you know, there's shooters. There's 3D shooters with boobs and alcohol. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, ridiculous. This is, before, this is before Conquer took up drinking, basically. Yeah. It's like, he's like a cute little squirrel. Before he's a frat boy, like yeah. A, exactly. He's like a little kid, basically, just this cute little squirrel character. And yeah. Banjo is like a bit of a redneck. Like, it's kind of, I think it might be the only time you ever hear him really talk when he says his name. 
He's like, oh, I'm Banjo. You know, yeah. like at the beginning. Yeah. Everyone the, says their name at the beginning. Then everything right. else is sort of like the classic, like grunts and laughs and things like that when you get hit or when you pass someone. But yeah, exactly. they, yeah, he's got this, uh, this Southern drawl that uh, I yeah. guess makes sense, I guess would, would fit the character, yeah. I guess Definitely. so. But uh, yeah, no, it's crazy how there's, there's so many characters and one, I, I would arguably, I would say one is recognizable. I don't know that it's, I don't think I, I made the connection as a kid that Crunch was from Donkey Kong. I would no. maybe say like, oh, okay, it's an alligator, I guess, but he doesn't really look identifiable as one of the characters, right? Like, no, uh, like the alligators are kind of like just a, like a faceless, basically they're like the Goombas of, they are, of like they the are. Donkey Kong country yeah. world. Like they're just like yeah. the the thugs that you're like, I don't think of them as like a character. I'd be like racing yeah. as a Goomba in Mario Kart. Yeah. It's not they like a character that. that, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> they should do that. Just driving with his point. feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's three of them. Like one's got the gas, one's got the brake, the other one's got the wheel. That it's like uh, like Toy Story style with the little yeah, aliens. Exactly. <laughs> Same idea. <laughs> that would be so good. But yeah, no, like just these random characters that we hadn't seen before, and I guess Rare had to like string together a bunch of these characters quickly because this really was like the hot video game of '97. I learned that yeah. researching for this show that. Nintendo didn't have a Christmas of 97 game to put out. So this was the one that got the marketing buzz and the funding and everything. So Rare really had to had to come through. And I, I guess that's why Nintendo gave them Diddy to use. Um, yeah. I think originally they wanted to use Donkey Kong in the game or they were thinking about it. But I they think they were thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, what a different world that would be. Man. Well, yeah. I mean, like, and that's the other thing too. <laughs> Literally different world is this game is just so different from other racers it's so different from like just the setting you know mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you saw this when you're going through some of your your um your research or just sort of brushing up on the game is that i don't know if i even knew this when i was younger but the story around this game is basically home alone that's yeah, how i, I see it I didn't it's, know there was a story until just today. Like I was today years old when I learned yeah. this game has a story. Like I knew that it had an open world or like this, you know, hub world. I didn't yeah. know that uh, it's. Well, you don't really make the connection. You just sort of go for it, right? You're like, oh, there's a, a wizard giant yeah, whiz pig, pig and I'm just yeah. going to race and try and be first. Like that's all you need really. But, but they added a story. The one thing that Mario Kart has never done is they exactly. added a story. And yeah. yeah, it's yeah like, did it, you want to yeah, well, tell the story? It's yeah. Timber, which is the tiger. His parents go on vacation. They leave him on Timber Island mm -hmm. and Wizpig shows up and he basically recruits all his friends, which are all the characters we talked about, mm -hmm. to try and beat Wizpig. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but that's Home Alone. Like, basically. that is that is exactly what Home Alone is, except there's only, well, I guess there are multiple quote unquote bad guys because like you said, there's boss races and boss fights, but like... Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They leave him at home and home alone and he has to fend for himself. Yeah. yeah, he's doing it himself, but technically you're only racing solo in this. So <laughs> yeah, and you have to use gadgets to, to fight the bosses and beat Wizpig. You have to use your rockets and your oil slicks. Like it's very home alone ask when you think about it. That's really good. It's so I funny. never put never put two and two together. And like you can completely miss the story like I did when oh, I was yeah. a kid. You know, you miss cutscenes or whatever it is, you just want to jump in and play the game. Yeah. And yeah, like it's it's funny. And I was also like, I didn't know that there were passwords or I guess cheat codes in this game too. Did, did you know that when you were a kid? When I was younger, I think I, I realized that later. It was never anything that I was really big on in general in games. I never okay. like, you know, searched. I never really had um, guides or anything like that because I always just wanted to play the game. And then me and my friends would figure out 
the cheats or me and my friends would figure out the ways to, you know, cheat the computer or cheat the game or whatever. Right. So it was never really something, but I do remember there being some, as far as what they did and using them, that escapes me a little bit. I think because Mm -hmm. like you, I sat there and I just played the game myself and played it solo and just tried to beat the whole thing the whole way through. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, Rare was really well known for doing this. Like, I specifically remember Goldeneye being the one with, yes. the, with the cheat codes. Like, yeah. you want to have infinite ammo or unlimited health or yeah. paintball mode or big head mode or yeah. fast mode. Rare, 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 rare. That's hard to say. Yeah. The nice. Rare company who made, developed the developers <laughs> of this game. <laughs> oh, man. The developers of this game, they were very, like, heavy on passcodes. And yeah. I didn't know that they did it in this game. Like, you can, you can race as, like, big characters. You can make your characters mm-hmm. small. You can have infinite like unlimited bananas you can change all the balloons to red all the balloons to blue like there's so much different things that you can do with with different passcodes so like i would highly recommend like there's so much replayability if you haven't touched this game in a while like go back and look there's probably some secrets that you missed from back in the day yeah i was driving around the island uh, earlier today mm-hmm. trying to f- trying to remember off the top of my head where some of the hidden balloons were yeah there's one sort of off on the water just off the island there's another one i think underneath one of the waterfalls like there's all these yeah. little little spots like oh i found it oh i found it how little i remember it, i have no idea no. i I don't know, but I do want my, my fondest memory of this is still a solo experience. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I realize that, that this is very much a solo game, which is not a knock on it at all. I think that makes it even more unique, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was trying to beat Wizpig at the end, you know, because Lots. what you do with all the bosses is you, you, you fight them, quote unquote, fight them. You race them once when you finish their world, and then you go around and you do another challenge collecting coins and then you race them again and they're Mm -hmm. faster or they throw more stuff on the ground for you to dodge or all of those types of things with Wizpig, you kind of do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. unless you race flawlessly against him, you will not win. It is so difficult. I remember, I think this might be like my, my primary, like throw the controller on the ground, fist bumping, fist pumping to myself because I, I finally beat it. Like it was, It was like a, a throw the controller against the wall, frustrating type of thing. You, I know I have the skill. I know I can do it. I know I got this down mm-hmm. pack. And I, I remember just finally doing it. And I don't think I ever did it again because it was oh. that it was that difficult. It's a really, really hard game. It takes a lot of skill. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you found the same experience, but I know, like you mentioned before, there's lots of items to pick up. There's rockets, there's boosts, there's oil slicks. There's all these different the types of things. Yeah, yeah. The shortcuts and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's shields, I guess you can call them that sort of go around the characters. Um, I think in a way, correct me if I'm wrong, if, if you felt any differently, but I think that this game takes more skill than something like Mario Kart does Definitely. because I, the items are different. Yeah. I think yeah. that has a lot to do with it. That's it. Like your invisibility, like your, your golden star, I guess is not really like a golden star. Like it doesn't speed you up or anything. It just protects you from other items or other characters around you. Yeah. It also only lasts for maybe two seconds, three seconds. It's not all the stuff is pretty brief in this. Yeah. Very brief. The rockets aren't like green or red shells. You can't get basically a red shell, but they don't go as far. They just go straight. And then whatever they hit, they explode. They're not mm-hmm. on the track for too long. There's no blue shell in this game at all, really. No. Um, but there's much more strategy to the items in this game than Mario Kart because of the colored balloons. It's not like a random random question mark block yeah. like in Mario Kart 64. This one, you have your 
your red balloon, your blue balloon, green and multicolored ones, I think. Yeah, the multicolored ones like the um, uh, the magnet. Magnet. Yeah, yeah, it gets you the magnet. But if you collect one balloon, you just kind of get like your basic, your your like your base level item. If you collect another balloon, then that item gets kind of upgraded. Like it upgrades. Missile. It's great. Yeah. So you I can either it. choose to hang on to that item. Or, or as wait. the voiceover says, power up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love that voice announcer. But then you like if you get three of the same color balloons, now your item is like unstoppable. Like you have 10 missiles now yeah. or you have an extra big speed boost or you have like this bubble that puts the, you know, puts your characters in a oh, bubble instead the of bubble like a banana is, spin. The bubble is, is crazy because it like lifts you up for like two or three seconds. Like you're mm -hmm. screwed if that happens to you. Like you're oh, done. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> Even spinning out in this game is like, oh, I'm starting again. Like yeah, you, you, you the acceleration's big in this game. Yeah. It's big time. It makes a yeah. huge difference. But it's definitely more of a technical racer than Mario Kart yeah. is and, and was like, I, I found that. 100%. Like it's closer to Crash Team Racing than mm -hmm. Mario Kart 64. And I hadn't thought about this until now, but Diddy Kong Racing may be the hardest N64 game or like top three. Like I can't think of too many games on this console that are much harder than this, honestly. Yeah. Like you can go the easy way and just get the bare minimum balloons. But if you're going for all, I believe it's 47 balloons and you're going for all. Yeah, the I items, think it is. Yeah. 47 yeah. balloons. Yeah. And you're trying to beat all the bosses, get all the challenges, beat all the time trials. You're looking at like, dozens of hours and a lot oh, yeah. of frustration like you throwing the controller and like the boss fights in this or the boss races in this game like the characters will straight up laugh at you like when you get knocked off or, or <laughs> yeah. they you start falling behind i remember specifically <laughs> the octopus's laugh yeah is like so ingrained in my it's brain someone it's laughing like, underwater basically is what, it, what yeah. it sounds like yeah it's like a deep it's a deep voice bubbly kind of yeah <laughs> like whenever you get hit with a shell or when you get hit with like a banana or whatever yeah not a banana but you know what i mean a rocket yeah, it's uh what are they no it's mm. a it's a mine it's like a landmine almost yeah, the yeah, mines, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly yeah. But, and it's yeah. the other thing too is about these boss races is that there's almost i found playing him i played against him uh a couple days ago the first mm. round against them and um I, I think it took me you know five or six tries before i really got it down pat but that's because you know it was mixed with blue balloons which is the boost and the red right. ones which is the rockets mm -hmm. and you could go after the blue ones because you figure oh if i'm faster i'm better mm -hmm. but there's almost like a, a a better strategy or a different strategy it's like a way to solve the puzzle to beat mm -hmm. some of these bosses is that I ended up getting the three red balloons and making sure that I was actually behind. I took my time going around the first lap and just collected the 10 rockets around. I got yeah. it three times and shot him like four times in a row. And then I was mm -hmm. in the lead the rest of the way. And all I had to do was race cleanly. I didn't have to worry about hitting anything. I didn't have to right. worry about shortcuts. And I go, oh, this is like, there's, there's like this crazy strategy in this game. And I just mm -hmm. could not... I could not believe that that's what this game delivered. And now I, I, I realize why I like it so much is because it's very much like you said earlier, it's very much like a platformer when you, yeah. when you, when you take those things into effect and I, it really hit home when I played that boss in particular, for whatever reason, I don't know why it just, I was like, Oh yes, I got this. I got this. And you, <laughs> and you never get that feeling playing a Mario Kart game. Like I never get right. that. Like, Oh, I solved this puzzle. Like there's, there are no puzzles in Mario Kart. It's just get no. to the end the fastest with whatever items you have. You never like rage quit or like quickly, maybe sometimes you do, but like, you never like feel like you have to restart a race within five seconds of starting oh, a race in Mario yes. Kart. But in Diddy Kong racing, if you, if you, go off the track or if you have a bad start you're starting again because you're not yeah. going to win and you know it right when you start yeah in half, half a lap end. you can figure that out 
Yeah. yeah. You like if you're in last place after the first half of the first lap, you know you're not winning. So you might <laughs> yeah. as well restart it in Mario Kart. You can come back from eighth to first in the last 10 seconds and like and that's, that's normal. Yeah. And that's something I was going to mention too. The items obviously are different, which we discussed, but mm-hmm. you know, rubber banding doesn't really exist in this game, no, or at least not in the own. same way. Like if you have a really good lead, as long as you drive cleanly and you don't make any mistakes or make very little mm-hmm. mistakes, you're good to go. You know, yeah. if you have the lead into that last lap and and you and you race well the rest of the way, you're fine. You don't even need to like have these crazy items in order to make sure that you're in first. Because if you have a lead, you have a lead, and that does right. not exist at least in most of the Mario Kart games. And as we discussed a few weeks ago, especially in Mario Kart 64. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and this game even like when you, if you are in the lead, the best thing you can do is just collect those bananas because, yeah. like we talked about in Mario Kart 64, they did away with the. The gold coins this this game brought it back basically like if you have your 10 bananas in your i guess in your pouch or whatever like mm-hmm. you're at max speed and, and you're you're good to go and i love it because those those bananas they don't regenerate or anything like once they're all off the track that's, that's it. right so you may only have two bananas after they're all gone the only way to get more is to basically hit other players and then they drop three and you have to steal them yeah. which mario kart did bring back but i think diddy kong racing did, has done it the best really like that yep. was it was so cool. And I got a time when Mario Kart was not doing it. There's just so many reasons why it's better than Mario Kart, in my opinion. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but like, there's more tracks. There's 20 racetracks in total, which is four yeah. more than Mario Kart 64 had. There's You have vehicle choices, too, which we haven't even yep. talked about. Yeah, yet. that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Like, how, do we get, how do we get half an hour into this episode without, <laughs> without talking about the vehicles? <laughs> you can explore the island in the I love the plane, dude. Let's just get off the I love the plane, too. It's plane. so good. It's so cool. I love, I love the, the, um, yeah, I I just, I love how um, I used to, I tried to perfect it this time because I I know that I perfected it before when I was younger, but I I couldn't do it just yet, but I did the, the loop. So you sort of Mm. do a back loop. And then when you, when your plane ends up going straight again, it gives you a small boost. Yes. So what I would do is I would do that. And then I would hit one of the boosts. That's like the, the boost circles that's the, in the, the air. Zippers, I think. Yeah. The zippers. That's it. They call it zippers. Yeah. Um, and it would sort of give you like a double boost almost. Yeah. So I would do that and I would just like boost ahead of two other people. Every time I did mm-hmm. that, I couldn't quite do it this time. I think I've sort of lost the touch for it, but I mm-hmm. know that there was sort of a way to game the system, so to speak. <laughs> that, that's a strategy that if you knew to do that and you play that against someone who doesn't know that you're going to yeah. win every single time. And yeah, like, like if you don't have that muscle memory anymore, you no, probably can't beat close. a lot of the the flight missions now or the flight uh, races, I guess. Yeah. Um, for me, though, it was just, exp- again, exploring the island in a plane. Like this was basically the first flight sim I had ever played mm-hmm. minus, I guess, Star Fox 64. This one, like I, I love to just, you know, go to the elephant right at the start, get out of my get out of my car and get to the plane. And let's see how high I can fly, where I can go around the trees, through the waterfalls. How far out into the beach can I go before the game tells me turn around? Turn around, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was always the coolest thing. I just wanted to get in that plane and, and fly around and yeah, explore I this love island. It. <laughs> and, yeah, and, th- and then the races as well. Like, going to bring it back again. Mario Kart 64, you were grounded in that game. You could only yeah. race in carts. This one gave you the choice of a cart, a hovercraft, which was pretty good once you got the hang of it, and, and the plane. Like, those three options were so cool and just so ahead of their time. For, for an N64 game. Well, and that's cool too, is that if you did play it multiplayer, which like we said, we we didn't necessarily lean that way, but if you did and you played with three other people, everyone could choose whichever vehicle they wanted on most of the levels. Mm-hmm. And there were different paths that each vehicle could take 
in that level, right? There's yeah. a couple I think that are only hoverboard and there's a couple that they think they don't let the plane go on. But other than that, right, out, yeah. out of those 20, I would say, I don't know, 15 probably or 14, yeah. you can do whatever you want. It, yeah. You probably have some disadvantages depending on which one you, but you know, if you know those levels, you know that level and you know that there's a shortcut with the plane, no way mm -hmm. I'm telling my cousin that I know that shortcut. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm using the plane and I'm playing that level and I'm keeping it to myself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Sure. And the first time that you play those courses too, like in the main, I guess the main game when you're yeah. playing it, uh, multi when you're playing it single player, the game doesn't necessarily tell you that. It just kind of has you flying around this course. You're going through rings, you're flying through valleys, but you can see on the ground that it has speed boosts and it has ramps. And you kind of think like, can I, can I race that in a car? And like, yeah, eventually right. you go back and you can, like, it's like, you can go back to so much replayability for this game that other racers, even today, just don't have, like, once you've raced them once, that's really it. This game yeah. has secrets. It has three ways to race it. And then multiple shortcuts within those three ways. It's just, it just dissects and dissects and dissects. I wouldn't be surprised if some people find secrets in this game today. It's probably one of those, one of those games weird that it's in a racing game but it, it happens but it's there yeah exactly yeah. um did you have a go-to character we talked about him a little bit before but did you have a go-to i did yeah i really liked the, the turtle actually i don't so know did I. A... I yeah, love him. yeah. yeah. Tip -top. yeah he's yeah, so random but it's just great to, i used to think his name was tiktok yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i used to go for him just because that's why he's not in any more games the name was was bought <laughs> a few years ago that's why <laughs> license now yeah, yeah that'd be too difficult and honestly i think not even not even the clock was named tiktok which I think no the weird. clock was tt yeah does that stand for tiktok i, I guess it probably possibly. time trial is my guess mm. is what it stands for yeah wow. or it could be anyway. tiktok actually that's that's actually yeah there was a time when TikTok meant a clock, not an app. But anyway, <laughs> he was always my go-to racer. Maybe Diddy. Sometimes I'd go with Diddy. And then if I was feeling like a heavy character, I would go with Banjo just because mm -hmm. I love Banjo. But in this game, I didn't really feel like playing with heavy characters. I felt like you were at a pretty big disadvantage, like flying around with this hulking bear in a plane. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. So. Well, the acceleration in this game actually, I think, mm -hmm. plays a big part because I don't, I mean, this is just, just me picking it back up for the first time in, you know, 20 years or something like that. But you know, I, I found that when I was trying to figure out which character worked best for me, uh, I went I went to Tip Top just so I could play the character that I remember playing all the time. And, yeah. you know, I'm hitting a few walls more than I should and everything. But the acceleration at least gave me a chance to get back a little quicker. Yeah. And I found that to be like super helpful, um, probably because I'm like not the greatest driver at the moment. But <laughs> it's, it is what it is. He's kind of like the Yoshi of the game. He's, a, yeah. he's pretty balanced. Like he's yep. a mid midweight, pretty good acceleration. He's green, so that, that helps. You can feel like <laughs> playing as Yoshi. He was always my favorite racer, but my favorite character in the game, and this is probably a little bit, uh, I guess, controversial, is the elephant. Like we oh, got to yeah? talk, we got to talk about Taj the elephant, man. Like just this, it wasn't. We didn't think he was racist at the time, but mm -hmm. my gosh, like that has not aged very well. That one, character. not at all. Not he's at one all. of the he's one of the few things in the game that's like if they ever bring this back as a remaster they can't like they they no can't it's got to be uh, I don't know Cranky Kong or something has to take his place or something you know it's got to be something like that. or something yeah yeah, yeah something else from the Kong universe but yeah yeah he's just like this Indian Indian uh, elephant like on a flying carpet he's flying carpet on yeah we would imitate him when we were kids we, I'm yeah. not going to do the accent here I don't want to get you uh, banned or whatever <laughs> it is but. No, he, we definitely a, shouldn't. <laughs> but he's up there as an iconic N64 side character from I a think video so game. Yeah, like he's like Navi of the Ocarina of Time game. Yeah. Like he's your, he's like your guiding, 
character. He challenges you to races to kind of teach you how to use your 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 vehicles. Like he'll race you around the island. He's very easy to beat. He yeah. brings you your golden balloons after you win races. Like, yep. it, but it's just the accent and the character himself have not <laughs> have not aged super well. But like you said, there are a ton of characters from the Donkey Kong universe that if they do eventually bring this series back, and my God, I hope they do. Uh, there are so many Kongs now that they can they can lean into. This could be like the Donkey Kong revival. Like, there's. Oh. I saw on Nintendo Life a couple of weeks ago, they did like a ranking of, uh, of the Kongs. And I think there were like 60, like there are so there many, really that many. Oh, well, when wow. you bring in like the games, the show, like that nineties right. of a show. Right. Um, there's a bunch uh, my personal favorite Lanky Kong from DK 64. I would oh, yeah. love him to come back in a video game. He had the trombone. I think he, he yes. threw melons or something. But yep. My God. Like they had 10 characters in this game. If they brought it back today they could easily crack 50 no problem. oh and it would be it'd be awesome like it would just be mm-hmm. so much fun i mean i i've said for a long time that uh donkey Kong country 2 is my favorite game of all time and just just put anything like just put dixie in another game please like just yeah. you know she's in the ds version of this game but mm-hmm. can can we just get her in like she's not even in smash like come on you know? like get her back like the kong universe like you said is like it's so big now and so much fun that yeah. if they brought this game back, it would, it would be, it would do gangbusters. I think, I think it would yeah. be, it would do so well and they could do so many different things with it because they don't have to say, Hey, we're Mario Kart. Here's all these grand prix and here's all these tracks that you recognize. And okay, yeah. let's go. Here's the banana peels and the stars. Let's go. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, but I, I just, I, yeah, like an updated version of this game would, this and any banjo kazooie thing would just that would that's it <laughs> just give me a new console with just those two games i'm buying yeah. that console like that's uh, that's all i need um, <laughs> dude like right now the licensing behind diddy kong is so stretched between nintendo rare and now microsoft i don't yeah. know even what console it would show up on banjo included i think that microsoft plays well with nintendo i think that they would probably put them on switch but yeah a diddy kong racing sequel or remake on xbox series s or x or whatever the heck uh, I would buy that console for that game alone. Uh, Mike, Mike, my my co-host, Mike, he will tell you I bought an Xbox One, an Xbox One just to play Rare Replay. Oh damn! Came with nice. Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Conquers Bad Fur Day. Yep. I, I mean, it's a really good collection. That's for sure. It's I amazing. Have, I eventually sold my Xbox One. I still yeah. have the disc. Like I kept that game because nice. I'm, like, I'm going to keep this because this is like the coolest thing that could have well, possibly come out of. It's on Game Pass, so if you ever if you ever get Game Pass and feel like playing it, and you don't have the console. It can play on mm-hmm. a PC. It can play on another on an older Xbox, like mm-hmm. one or whatever. It's it's there. It's there. So, so. true. <laughs> so true. But this is the time, man, for Microsoft or Nintendo or Rare or whoever to come back with what they were doing in the N64 era. Like it's been yeah. 25 years now since we've seen. A good Banjo Kazooie game will say we haven't seen Diddy Kong Racing. We haven't seen a 3D Donkey Kong game since the N64 era. Like bring those three back. Like that yep. trilogy, that combination that made N64 so good and and what like let Rare basically save the N64 back in the day. Because if Rare wasn't around to support this console, we would not be talking about the N64 the way that we do now. Like Nintendo was supporting it with with Zelda and Mario and and I guess that's about it, Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, but Rare was coming out with the, the other bangers like like Diddy Kong and Banjo and Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. I, like I was going to say Goldeneye is is like, you know, even if you never got into the, uh, you know, these types of games, you just have to say Goldeneye to someone yeah. that has experience with N64 and be like, oh, they made that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. you're right. Those games alone, they're all in the top 10 to 15 sellers of this console. 
yep. without them, that list gets cut in half. Like it literally gets cut in half. And, you and that's argue, unfortunate, really. Exactly. Like you could arguably own an N64 and only buy rare games, like not buy a single Nintendo published and developed game and probably still have an amazing time. Like, Absolutely. Not miss it. You'd be missing out on some pretty good games. Not, sure, not going to. Sure not going to lie, but like you could still arguably say like the N64 is my favorite console and I only played rare games. I can't think of another console, maybe the PlayStation 3 with Naughty Dog, but I can't think of, and that's a Sony, that's Sony's, you know, yeah. that's PlayStation's first party studio. Right. But I can't think of another console where a third or second party developer saved the library. Like yeah. it never happens. Yeah. And it hasn't happened since. And you know what? At the time, I don't know if that was as obvious, but definitely when you look back at it and you look at the sales numbers and you just look at the quality of the games, even if you, even if the sales numbers are not available, let's say they we just didn't know. And you just look at these games, how much fun you had and how well, how well they were made and everything and you go, well, r- rare is, you know, aside from Nintendo, which, okay, fair enough. Rare mm-hmm. was the 64. Like yeah. that's, I, I totally agree. And mm-hmm. I am 100%. fine with saying that. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's exactly what it was. <laughs> 100%. They knew how to make games, man. And they're British too. So uh, yep. no surprise there. They know how to make games. I'm really sad that Microsoft bought them because since then they're just a husk of what they used to be, man. It's, it's- yeah. It's, none of the people are the same, which, you know, happens over time, no matter who you are, but yeah. it's <laughs> true. It's, but you know what, if they have, if they have a way to make, like, make these happen, like you said, then mm-hmm. that's it. We're first in line. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. If someone could come out with a Diddy Kong Racing at some point and bring back all of these things, bring back WizPig, bring back the Home Alone plot, uh, <laughs> yeah. bring back TikTok, bring back some kind of maybe make a reference to the elephant, but don't bring him back exactly the way you did. You know, the maybe he's a around. statue or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, you know, or, or a bonus <laughs> character or something, <laughs> like whatever. Just exactly. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Would love it. But, all right, Neil. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the gush session on this game. I uh, absolutely love it. It is still one of my favorite racers of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, I am now, I think, 28, 29 balloons into it. So I am now sucked in and I'm going to try to complete it. I really don't think I will, but I am going to try. <laughs> my God. Take some time and I'll maybe book a therapist session for when you're done now. That is one heck of a... You're about halfway done though, so that's... Halfway, good. Yeah, yeah, halfway within a week, so it's not too bad. Yeah, it could have been you're worse. Playing, you're playing on a classic N64 with the controller, yes, right? Like the way the way God intended. That's yeah. it. I'm doing it. I'm making it happen. Yeah. I it's, was doing the uh, same. I have the same setup, and I was playing it without volume on. I guess I was just trying to be quiet or something. And man, that controller, my my joystick is squeaky. Like it's mine is too. Mine is oh, so. I don't know why I noticed it when I was playing this game too. It's just. <laughs> Yeah, was that a thing? Was it, has, it, has it always been like this, or is this know. just is this just age? Like I'm getting squeaky too, so I guess that it's just <laughs> we're all getting squeaky. I'll tell you right now, my back is definitely squeaky. I know that. <laughs> we all sound like N64 controllers someday. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Neil, I appreciate it. Before we uh, before I let you go, where can everyone find all the awesome stuff that you guys are doing? Yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm my name is Neil. I'm one host of two of the Gamekeepers Cool podcast. Uh, we're a weekly show. I co-host the show with my best friend Mike Lane. Uh, we record the show from Toronto, Canada. Uh, we're a weekly show every Thursday on all the major podcast services. We talk specifically about the GameCube. We're going through the GameCube's library. Uh, we've been doing this now for almost two years. So at the time of this recording, I think we're about four hundred and I was going to say four twenty, but we're not quite there yet. Like four eighteen, <laughs> I think we're at uh 18 games of the 555 so uh if you haven't heard of us before come on over to spotify apple podcast or google podcast we're we're all over that we've covered a bunch of games already we've done double dash we've covered melee we've covered pikmin and wind waker and animal crossing and metroid 
there's still a lot of uh, first-party games to go and third-party games. Um, so yeah, come on over, check us out. We'd love to uh, find some new listeners, and uh, hopefully we'll have Dave and Mike from back in my day on the podcast uh, again soon. We've had you guys on at least once before, um, so we'll have to have you guys back real soon. Because Yeah, the some, last uh, one we jumped on was talking about Tom Clancy games and Splinter Cell and all that. So um, I don't know if uh, you're the cart aficionado now unofficially on, on this show, so I don't know if we have any any uh, uh, consistency on your show, but we can be an aficionado on something if you need it. <laughs> sure, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're not going to do another Tom Clancy episode. No, but, but uh, <laughs> stealth yeah, or something? I don't know. Maybe. I'm trying to think what other stealth games do we have. I don't know about that. I think we're pretty much, that's the thing, man. Like when we started this, we're like, oh, we got so much time. We got all these games. And now we're getting to the point where it's like, man, we're, we're getting close to being done. Yeah, this man, that's an impressive number. You guys have, have covered yeah. a lot of ground. It's amazing. Yeah, we're coming up on episode 100 in uh, what, like six weeks, five or six weeks. So awesome. it's, it's crazy how quickly uh, I love this hobby. Like it's a ton of yeah. fun. So glad to grow and uh, and find new friends. Like we've never met in person, but we we love coming on your show and uh, love having you on ours too. It's really cool. Awesome, man. Well, we will touch base soon. And uh, thank you again for, uh, for being on the show. Okay, let's dig into the results of the nerd question of the day. As I mentioned earlier, I stirred the pot just a little bit this time, giving a this or that type question if you preferred Mario Kart 64 or Diddy Kong Racing. While they are not the same game as you just heard us talk about, every once in a while they're discussed as similar, or at least they're both kart racers, so it's understandable that there are discussions of which one you might like better. Now, it's really just personal preference, of course, and thankfully there were no big heated arguments, and that's what we want to see, a nice, healthy, fun discussion online. I had too many responses this time to name everybody, so I apologize for not giving you a call-out on this episode, but out of the 40-plus answers that I got across TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, to my surprise, Diddy Kong Racing received 72% of the vote. So this time, the quote-unquote winner is Diddy Kong and his gang. So thank you for giving me your answers. Thank you for having a nice, healthy, and fun discussion online. Stay tuned next time. The Nerd Question of the Day is right around the corner for the next episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining myself and Neil for level six of the podcast. As I mentioned off the top of the show, patreon.com slash remember64show is where you can help me build a collection and this show and share my experiences with you. It also gives you a chance to be a part of the show, and you can even get all of these episodes days early. You can always email me at remember64show at gmail.com and find more videos, photos, and fun collecting shenanigans, and of course, the nerd question of the day on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all of those at remember64show. Until next time, stay pixelated, my friends. (laughs) 